Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. This is the week of the holidays, so I have a very special episode for y'all. It is the quote episode. We are going to revisit some of my favorite quotes from past episodes with guests. I'm really excited about this because this will be an episode that I personally go back to and play whenever I need motivation because there are so many gems hidden in the quote quotes that my guests have chose and why they've chosen those quotes. So I'm really excited. Um, Let's not wait. Let's go ahead and get started. This first episode is Dropping Gems with Yogi Jazz Porter. I sit down with my friend, influencer, yoga instructor, and spiritual goddess, honey, Jasmine Porter. And we talk about what this Alicia Keys quote means to her. Well, we always start the podcast with the quote of the day. Jazz, you know this quote because you chose it. And the quote is, cause I don't wanna cover up anymore. Not my face, not my mind, not my soul, not my thoughts, not my dreams, not my struggles, not my emotional growth, nothing by Alicia Keys. What does this quote mean to you, Jazz? Why did you choose it? Well, for the context of your podcast, I thought that it was really significant for just women of color in general, because I think there's so much of ourselves that we have to cover up in order to be successful or to be accepted or to be loved or to be understood. To get to a space where you're just like, I don't want to anymore. It requires an incredible amount of self-awareness, self-love, self-respect, and courage to feel like, you know what, no matter what the response is, what I may lose, or, you know, whatever the effects may be, like, I have to show up as myself. It's like the ultimate act of self-love. And I've recently, within the last two years, gotten to that space finally, and I'm 30 now. So it's a beautiful place to be. And I know a lot of Black women who are much older than me who have not come to that space. And yeah, I just thought it was a beautiful reminder. Yeah, I, I think it totally is. I will say that um, when Alicia Keys chose not to wear makeup anymore, I was I was kind of conflicted. And this was a few years ago because I was like, girl, we can play. But then I understood the significance of it for her, you know. But then I also thought, girl, um, but we're not going to put on no blush, though. But then I thought, no, this is her choice. <laughs> Um, but you relating it to so many other things as a black woman and, and how we cover up is uh, is really amazing. Like, how do you if a, if a black woman came to you right now, I'm coming to you and saying, what are some ways that you show your true self? How do you even do that? What, what would you say to them? Ooh, there's a lot of things I don't do anymore. And being an entrepreneur really helps me do that without so much backlash. One being my authentic self all the time. Code switching. I don't do that anymore. And code switching is like a natural, sometimes you don't even notice that you're doing it. You just adapt to the situation. But now I walk into situations and let them adapt to me. Mm. And that is so powerful. And also, like with Alicia, with Alicia Keys, I think anytime you're in some sort of spiritual awakening process and you're like, I'm awakening to the fact that I'm doing something that is not in alignment with myself. We all like hop all the way over to the extreme end of the spectrum, which for her is completely no makeup, all natural hair for every award show. 
And then you eventually come to some space of balance where it's like, okay, I can do this sometimes. It doesn't define me. I feel comfortable and I love myself without it. With her, I mean, we can only imagine the pressure that she's had as a celebrity. Yeah. So I totally get it. Like even with my journey, there was a point where I, there was nothing on my nails, nothing on even having a little bit of makeup on today, I wasn't doing that at all. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, sometimes I feel like it is cool. Wow, Jasmine is so smart when it comes to knowing thyself. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, I really suggest you go back and listen. The next quote is from my friend and comedian, Shay Bell. The episode with Shay is so fun. We're so goofy. We talk about uh, uh, our terrible tattoos, but um, this is her favorite quote. So listen up. You just like your daddy, said by Shay's mother. Why did you choose this quote, Shay? What does this quote mean to you? Well, the first question was find, you know, it's, it, it has to be a quote from a woman that you admire. Mm-hmm. And so I, there's a lot of women I admire, but I think the older I get, none as much as my mother. And wow. so if I'm going to cred- credit any woman with a quote that I, me- that I love, it's definitely going to be from my mom. So that was why. And so moms don't go around quoting poems, you know what I mean? (laughs) I had, what does she always say? She says two things. She says, you just like your your daddy or this is ridiculous. (laughs) You know, if I had to think of the things that she says the most often, those are the two things that she says the most often. Why are you just like your dad? What about you is just like your daddy? I think um, my desire to question. Like I'm I'm super inquisitive about everything and I always want to know more. Like it's never enough. That and also I... I tend to play devil's advocate. Well, that's the same thing, Shay. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I mean, like, I'll give you a specific example. Like, okay. my mother is a Democrat. Okay. My father's a Republican. <laughs> For the longest time, I've been a Democrat. I think most people, you just follow whoever. Lately, I've been starting to really question that. Yeah. And... I want to understand better why so many black people are Democrats, how, you know, how we came to, to be so involved with this party. And I'm really starting to think maybe it's not, I don't know if it's the most positive direction for us to be going in. Not to say that we should be Republican, but I think we should question it. Yeah. Right. And so I think just because my mom knows that my dad is a Republican, when I said that, she tried to throw to you just like your daddy. And I was like, well, that should be a good thing, right? You just don't want to follow everybody. So right. you know, that's just like a, you know, an example of me, you know, just questioning and, and yeah, just being inquisitive. Yeah. No more understand. Yeah. So are you thinking about voting for Trump? No, no, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I, think, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, he's just not the right dude. I don't think he's the right dude. I don't disagree with everything that Trump has to say. I think that his, but I'm not bothered by his tackiness. <laughs> I'm not bothered by the fact that he's just, he, you know, he just seems to be, he has no class. Yeah. You know, and I think that bothers a lot of people about him because he says the most ridiculous things. It's inappropriate. He doesn't care, you know, but the comic in me kind of likes that. You yeah. Know? And some people do, you know, I don't, I, I, I agree with, you know, what you're saying. The fact that, um, Trump is tacky, doesn't bother me. You know, it's his lying that does and some of the other things. But I'm not a I'm not a Democrat. I don't I don't believe I'm a Democrat 100 percent. 
Really? Yeah, and I don't, you know, and I don't believe I am um, Republican 100%. I think they're both uh, alleged pedophiles, actually. But um, that's another conversation for another day. The gate, huh? <laughs> both of them, though. Trump, too. And I said what I said, okay, about both of them, our new president and the old president, okay? Obviously, that clip was from before the 2020 election. Um, very thankful to have a new president, but I said what I said. This next episode is one I was really excited to do. I sit down with my cousin, Felicia Johnson, who's a mother of a medically complex baby, Callie Joy. You can watch her journey on her Instagram stories, on her YouTube channel. So make sure you go back and listen to that episode. It's called Motherhood and Pfeiffer Syndrome. Listen to her quote and what helped her before she became a mother and after. And a good thing to know is Felicia, my cousin. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> So you all gonna hear the kiki and everything. We family. <laughs> yeah, we're very comfortable, honey. Yes. Don't be afraid to be a little shady either. Felicia's very nice and sweet. She can't even be shady, honey, if I gave her space to be shady. <laughs> but we're gonna try. <laughs> Well, we always start the episode off with a quote of the day. And you know this, Felicia, because you chose it. And the quote is, life transitions are our biggest opportunities for growth. They push us to become the fierce heroes of our own stories. They pull us into new territories and ask us to become bigger, braver versions of ourselves by Elaine Welteroth. Welteroth. How do you say that? I think that's it. Walter Roth. Okay. What is this? What? Why did you choose this quote? So I'm like a, a bookworm and I read this is from her book more than enough back when I was on like my baby moon in Maui. And I just felt like being pregnant kind of just had my mind in all these different places, but allowed me to really focus. And then reading her book, it was all about just kind of coming into her own skin. Mm -hmm. and all the different challenges and journeys she's been through. And I knew I was about to embark on motherhood, but little did I know that motherhood was going to be a challenge in itself and a journey in itself that I just didn't even, couldn't even wrap my mind around. Yeah. So it stuck with me then and I had underlined it and I just kind of kept coming back into back to it. And then once I delivered Clea and all things she's going through, she has Pfeiffer syndrome, this rare genetic disorder, I was, that was my biggest like life transition Yeah. to this day, I will say. And earlier on, I was in this place of like, kind of why me and everyone around me, you know, when you go through something, it's like, this was meant to be, you were selected for this journey and I couldn't see it at the time. And then everything is hindsight. Yeah. You know, weeks go by, months go by, years go by, and you're able to reflect on something that happened to you earlier in life and you realize Without that challenge and that growth opportunity, I wouldn't have become the woman I am today. Yes. And now I feel it. So when you asked me about a quote, it was like, I'm at a place now that she's eight months. I'm like, these last months, I've grown more than I have in the 30 some years before this. And I feel like I'm a braver version of myself. Mm. Like, I don't care what others say. I, I show my truth. I show my daughter. And it's just been a blessing and so I definitely think I'm bigger and braver. And it just, it speaks to me even more than it did back then. Yeah. It's so wonderful to have read that so early on your journey to becoming a mother, not knowing how it was going to impact you later. Exactly. It really did. And I was flipping through the pages and it just was like, whoa, that yeah. means something really different now than it did back then. 
but for some reason I knew to underline it and to like hold on to it back then. Yeah. So yeah. When I tell y'all that that episode had so many gems, so many lessons, if you don't go back and listen to it, child, I don't even know what to tell you. Y'all, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear more quotes uh, from past episodes. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. You are still listening to the quote episode. Um, So thanks for joining me. The next quote is from my friend, Alicia Westerman. She's a writer and musician. This episode is called, I Don't Feel Like It. Okay, we are two Pisces who just sometimes like to cancel plans. So let's listen to Alicia's favorite quote. Okay, well, we always start off the episode with a quote of the day. And Alicia, you know this quote because you picked it. It is, those that don't got it can't show it. Those that got it can't hide it. By Zora Neale Hurston, an American author. I didn't know she was an anthropologist um, and she's a filmmaker. She's portrayed racial struggles in the early 1900s American South and published research on hoodoo, which I did not know. (laughs) Uh, But the most popular of her four novels is Their Eyes Were Watching God, published in 1937. And I hope you've read it. I think most of us have. Um, Alicia, what does this quote mean to you? Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I was going through a bunch of quotes and a lot of them were really long. A lot of them were by writers. But this one popped out because, well, one, my mom had put it in a birthday card to me recently, which I thought was so sweet. Wow. And, um, and she gave me the book that it's from as well. But two, it's about energy. Mm. You know, it's about like the truth that can't be denied, you know, within Mm. Um, and it's simple and it says a lot. It does. And it can speak to anybody differently. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, I think it's about reading people, reading energy, um, and knowing kind of like in the bigger sense, like if you have it, right? Like if you are tapped in to your sort, your truth Mm. or not. And, you know, we live in a place where a lot of people are kind of faking it. Um, but you know, you, you, when, when you're, when you're living in your authenticity, you can see that stuff pretty easily, but it's also a good way to check myself. You know, am I, am I in my zone or not? Am I faking something or am I Mm -hmm. leaving with authenticity? What is it that you have? This kid, this question can mean so many different things. So I want you to answer it however you want to answer it, but I'd love to know what is it that you have that's like undeniable? Um, well, if I were, to, you know, it's hard for us to see ourselves, describe ourselves sometimes, but people often tell me that they see a light in me or like a light from me. I would say that that is just my inner joy. It's my inner joy, it's my inner child. Yeah. And I think just no matter what's happened to me in my life that I have managed to preserve that or simply that she's just very resilient and keep showing up and keeps being sort of my best North star. Sometimes we be feeling like 
our inner child, or sometimes, let me speak for myself, <laughs> sometimes I'll be feeling like my inner child don't be showing up for me. Girl, where is you at, girl? Ain't you supposed to be here, like, reassuring me or something? Where are you? I don't know where my inner child is, honey, but anyway. Um, okay, this next clip is from another one of my favorite episodes where I sat down with my friend, Marissa Hines-Thompson, and we talk about really identifying your power, honey. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, We talk about meditation and mental health. It's such a good episode. It's called Embracing Your Power. So let's listen to Marissa's favorite quote. So we always start the podcast with a quote of the day from a woman of color um, that we admire. And you know this quote because you chose it, Marissa. And the quote is, when I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid by Audrey Lord. What does this quote mean to you? Well, first, Audre Lorde is just one of those writers who, you know, she was an activist, she was a poet, and I read one of her books a couple years ago, and it just struck me because she gives language to feelings that you sometimes don't have the words for. Mm. And at the beginning of the year, I basically made this intention that I was going to call in expansive experiences. So I really wanted to challenge myself to basically get out of my comfort zone. And this quote, you know, basically reminds me that I actually have it as my signature. It's like at the bottom because, you know, when you're trying to do things you've never done before, it can be scary. You know, there's sometimes it can feel, it can feel fearful. Um, but, you know, Black women just have a way of reminding us of our resilience and our strength. So, yeah, that's why I love this quote, because I read it all the time, anytime. I'm just a little anxious and in my own way. Yeah, I mean, when I, honestly, when I read this quote, okay, I looked up who um, Audre Lorde was, because I didn't know who she was, um, and I was like, oh, you know, I should look into her a little bit more and read her read her books, but um, this quote kind of scared me, because... <laughs> Tell me I, why. I, I feel, I'm kind of like a fearful person, you know, like, I will, I think the first step is admitting that, you know, like... I'm afraid of what like success looks like or, you know, I have a lot of fear, a fear around, you know, around being myself or whatever the case is. So this struck struck me a lot when I read it. It's like, oh, like, you know, it's a service of my vision. And, you know, when I just believe that I'm powerful, then you have to forget about the fear or maybe you can the more powerful you believe you are, the the easier it is to kind of let that go. So, yeah, I think fear is one. Just to be honest, it, that quote scares me too. And that's why I use it because yeah. it, like I have a pattern like of showing, I have a pattern in my past of playing small. I'll just say just, you know, yeah. certain things, you know, in your life that, you know, certain beliefs people have put upon you. And I think as black women, you know, it's easy to play small and assimilate and, and dim our voice. But, you know, if you read any of the work of Audre Lorde and, you know, there's many other people like Toni Morrison, Maya Angelou, yeah. um, those ancestors who really just be powerful because they know that, I don't know, just being Black is such magic. And, you know, not even in the cliche term of like Black girl magic, like embodying that, you know, is you know, that's why sometimes I, I notice people online will 
see pictures and be like, oh my God, you look so beautiful. You're glowing. I'm like, yeah, the external is cool, but girl, it was in, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a mirror of yourself. You're seeing that power that lives within all of us. So yeah, the quote is catalyzing and I love it for that because it kind of like knocks me off my center. Like, girl, get out your own way. That was so good. So many of us be in our own way. Like, what? Who is in the way? Girl, that's you. You in the way. Okay? You in the way. Okay? Think more positively. (laughs) I cannot talk, though, for real. The next episode is entitled Cooking with August. I sat down with August DeWent. She is a social media influencer and home chef. In this episode, we talk about everything when it comes to cooking and her social media success um, and a little bit more. So listen to this quote. But we always start the episode off with a quote of the day. And you know this quote because you chose it. And it's, you can't be hesitant about who you are by Viola Davis. Um, What made you choose this quote? Like, why did you choose it? So I really love Viola Davis and her birthday is actually the same day as mine. So that's why I really like her too. What's y'all sign? Um, Leo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I, I really like the quote because I feel like it explains that you just have to be confident in who you are, steadfast in who you are, like, or you know, people can project things onto you if you're hesitant about who you are as a person. So that's why I really like that. You know, we all um, lack confidence at some points, but then you really got to just pick yourself back up and just realize like, you know, I'm working hard and I'm the shit. That's it. Yeah. So that's why I really like that quote. When did you, okay, I love that you said that. And I have so many like young girls, if I go live on TikTok or live on Instagram or if they DM me, how do you have confidence? Like, and I tell them, girl, I didn't have confidence in, in, in middle school or in high school. You know what I mean? It comes with age. So when do you think you came into your own and really accepted that? I would say, honestly, probably, I would say about like seven years ago. Like, I feel like when I met my husband, to be honest, like, and I was already um, around 23 years old. I was starting to feel less um, worried about what people thought of me and stuff and trying to just focus on um, who I am as an individual and learn who I was. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the age of social media, it's hard to gain confidence. And like, you know, if you grow up with it, I mean, we grew up with it, but it was just like MySpace skonex like those kind of things yeah it wasn't really um and like the beginnings of facebook so it wasn't really like how it is today where you see just a whole bunch of beautiful women and they're like comparing yourself to them yeah but i feel like to get confidence you just have to i don't know you just have to just be at peace with who you are and as an individual and realize that not when you realize that not every everybody is struggling and not everybody has confidence it could be like the most beautiful woman to you to whoever you're continuing to learn yeah because there's days that I struggle with confidence as well but you have to just keep going you have to like force yourself to keep going and have words of affirmation you know that you follow you really do. You have to force yourself. And I, I don't, that's one thing I don't think that, you know, nobody tells you when you're like a teenage girl. Girl, you got to force yourself to remember, keep reminding yourself you the bomb. Right. So. Yeah. 
and kids can be mean so it's hard <laughs> it is hard girl it is kids can really be mean at one point in my life i was a mean kid i was i don't even know why i was like that i think i was just trying to fit in anyway child um <laughs> the next episode is with my friend and entrepreneur Brittany dixon we talk about being a boss in this episode it's entitled introverted entrepreneur and masika's mistake y'all remember what masika did that was so long ago anyway let's listen to this quote from one of her favorite female entrepreneurs in the film industry. Well, y'all know we always start the episode off with a quote of the day. Um, And you know this quote, Brittany, because you chose it. And it is, I want young women of color to see themselves in my work and say to themselves, I can be anything. I can be the princess. I can be the CEO. I can be whatever I want to be by Deborah Martin Chase. What does this quote mean to you? Like, why did you choose it? You know what? I chose it because, first of all, I really admire Deborah Martin Chase. Uh, She is a pioneer and a trailblazer in the film industry. And she's someone that I look up to. She's a boss. She's a businesswoman. She's a producer. And I think it's just a reminder for myself, you know, that I can be anything. I can do anything that I put my mind to and just to not limit myself and black women in general shouldn't limit themselves because of whatever society has put out that we are boxed us in as this one thing we're so much more than what we see in the media and I think it's important to put out positive images of ourselves and I just admire Deborah Chase for doing that. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about you, like calling you a boss. And when people think about what it means to be a black woman in the media, I think Brittany is a, a, a perfect example of how our stereotypes aren't true. She's poised. We're not always given the image of being poised. She's intelligent gorgeous, down to earth, not stuck up. You know what I mean? So I think you do really do break the stereotypes that not only women are given oftentimes, beautiful women, but even black women are given. So I think you're, I think you're accomplishing the goals there when it comes to setting new standards. It feels so good to break stereotypes, but sometimes for me, it's kind of like, why do I have to? Why can't I just be a stereotype for you? Like, what is the problem? You know, like, why do we have this pressure on ourselves to be different or to break stereotypes? Now, let me um, wear my uh, colored wigs and long nails and call me ghetto. I don't care, honey. Anyway, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear another quote from one of my family members, honey. Get into it. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. If you haven't already left a review for this podcast and you love it, please leave a five-star review on Apple, Google, or on Spotify. If you can leave reviews on Spotify, I can't even remember. Um, And remember, a five-star review. If it's less than five stars, honey, keep it to yourself. (laughs) Now we are going to be hearing one of my favorite quotes from all 30 episodes that I've done and the last quote for this episode. So I hope you guys have enjoyed. The name of the episode is Kamala is Kamala, okay? In this episode, my cousin got me together on one of my uh, pre-existing sort of... I guess, stereotypes or judgments that I had for Kamala Harris, honey. So I talked to my cousin, Melanie, also known as M, um, about HBCUs and so much more. But listen to this quote about 
just feeling comfortable in your own skin and how we got there. I want everybody to know not you may not be able to do share coverage, but that's another uh, conversation. Um, we always start the show off with a quote of the day, okay? And you know this quote, Mel, because you chose it. So it's, you may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so you know who you are, what you can rise from, how you can still come out of it by Maya Angelou. This is our second quote, I think, on the podcast from Maya Angelou. Why did you choose it? I love it. Yes, we love some good Maya. She good to our soul. Um, for me, this resonated with me just because, I mean, just like I'm sure anyone can attest to this, you get several no's in your life. Um, and specifically for me, I've gotten no's in my life in different facets, but I've also felt like I've hit a lot of rock bottoms. Just mm and learning but in those rock bottoms I felt like that's when I really knew myself what I really wanted out of life what I didn't want to deal with or what I didn't want to do anymore so it's just like in those low moments I really felt those aha like light bulb moments to really understand who I am and what I wanted out of life and it may not be the case for everyone but it's what you know that's what that's me you know a girl ain't trying to fail but in her failure I can't say that I have learned a lot about myself and who I am and what I want to be. So shout out to Maya resonating with my soul. I really appreciate the fact that you said you've hit a lot of rock bottoms. Like there is somebody probably listening right now who feels like they're at rock bottom. What, how did you pull yourself out of that? Okay, so you're definitely going to have your spell of depression. A girl could definitely cry in the corner or in the dark closet, okay? (laughs) But I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that even when I feel like I even, when I'm in those really low mental pits, like super dark, um, I just can't stay there. But I do allow myself to feel. I need Mm. to feel everything that I have gone through or am enduring or trying to overcome so that I can kind of process it. And I'm a Virgo. I don't know if that's a Virgo thing, but most Virgos I know are like highly emotional people. And this is what we have to do. We have to process and feel. So sometimes me feeling maybe in the dark closet or crying in the corner, but I'm going to be good when I get out of it. The biggest thing is to not stay there. It's feel what you need to feel, go through it, journal it. I like to journal sometimes. I like to write my feelings on um, sticky notes, you know, being Mary Jane style. (laughs) But the point is just to get it out or to feel it. Talk to someone that you trust and move on from it. And moving on doesn't necessarily mean that you're done with it. It just means that you've gotten to a point to where you processed it enough to move on to whatever you need to do that day. Everything that you just said was awesome, was a part of a conversation I was having earlier today. Um, like, it's okay to feel down. It's okay to feel, you know, whatever you're going to feel about whatever situation you're going through. But you cannot stay there. At some point, you do have to move through it. You do. You really do. And because um, I just know that being stuck, like, what is being stuck going to get you? Mm anywhere if your car got stuck in the mud it's like baby you can press the gas all day long but that tire just gonna be going round and round and you ain't going nowhere thanks again everyone for listening to colored couch conversations and for your support have a good holiday